Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you would, pass this episode or any other along to anyone you know who might enjoy it or who you think might benefit from it. And if you can, take some time to leave a review of this episode or any episode of the Because Why Not podcast uh, at Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen. It helps so much to get it into the hands of other people who might enjoy it and benefit from it. Also, please visit anchor.fm slash Because Why Not podcast to support this podcast. You can scroll to the bottom of the page click on support and make a one-time donation or become a monthly sponsor. It really helps me to keep going and to create these podcasts for you regularly. So thanks again and take care of yourselves. Bye. everyone. I'm Grace Beeson, and this is the Because Why Not podcast, where I help you to love your life just as it is. I'm a mindset and relationship coach, a 20 plus year wedding planner, a mom of two young boys, a wife, a daughter, a sister, a friend, and a relatable human on a constant journey of spiritual growth and personal development, all with a lot of laughter along for the ride. I'm a self-help junkie, a cookie addict, Bravo TV lover, and a former party girl committed to showing people there is joy to be found exactly where they are. Thanks for joining me. Hi, everyone. How are you? It's November 18th, longer than I wanted it to be since I was with you last. Same old story just live in life and days are flying as much as they also feel like they're 40 hours long. There's a lot going on, lots to deal with for every single one of us. And um, all I know how to do right now is record this podcast. And I'm so glad that I have this opportunity and this place to come and um, share what I'm feeling and thinking because it always makes me feel better and I hope that it makes you feel better. My voice feels a little raspy this morning, literally because I screamed at my kids. So that is, that is a truth, truth bomb. Screamed at my kids this morning. My voice hurts. I dropped them at school wearing my pajamas. I have turned into my mother who used to drop us at school wearing her nightie with her robe over it every single day which I found horrifying. And this morning court said, who's dropping us at school? And I said, I am. And he said, but you're in your pajamas. And I said, let's keep it moving. And in fact, it's not at all the first time I've dropped them at school in my pajamas. It's just the first time he noticed, maybe because I'm wearing stereotypically pajama-like blue and white stripe, pinstripe cotton pants. Um... So, yeah, they've just been giving me a lot of pushback, not listening, um, back talk, you know, sort of typical kid stuff that irritates parents and that pushes parents to the edge. And not every parent is a yeller. I also think not every parent has kids who give pushback. And I definitely have kids. We have kids who have a fire within you know, no surprise there. They have a lot inside, lots of feelings, 
lots of expression, lots of passion, emotion, highs and lows, ups and downs, hills and valleys. And we have a very passionate relationship and heated relationship and way of communicating when we are irritated with each other. Um, I don't love screaming. I don't love screaming like that. Um, I hate to say that sometimes it gets the job done. Maddie and I agree with that. I can't tell you how many conversations we have about, I don't want to scream. I don't want to communicate like that. I do not want to have to scream for you to do what I need you to do. But when I ask you six times, oh my God. And I know there are parenting experts who focus on this very thing. I really think I get one or two emails every week from something I signed up for. Um, And the subject is always something like, no more yelling. You don't have to scream. Don't be the screaming parent. Learn how to communicate effectively with your children. So listen, I know help is out there. And um, I guess the lesson is I need to seek it. I went to Barnes and Noble with the boys um, a month or so ago and bought a book called Conscious Parenting, which I've been thumbing through and really want to read more consciously and mindfully and directly. And the whole premise is really about letting the kids be who they are and the less resistance you're putting towards the way that they're moving through life, the less resistance you'll have in your relationship. And I believe in, in that and buy into that wholeheartedly. And so I'm looking forward to getting more tools from that. The issue is that sometimes there are time constraints and you need them to do things. And also you don't want to raise assholes who talk back to you excuse my French. So there's that. Um, yeah, so I really didn't come here today to talk about my kids. That's just sort of what's going on. And of course I am a mom and there are just things like that that come up. So guys, I'm sitting in my car in my neighborhood, um, just hiding, finding a place to do this podcast. I really wanted to do it last night and um it was something I couldn't make happen and this is like such a lesson for me because I had a great day yesterday you know I I reached week seven day one of my couch to 5k program that I'm doing I've never been a runner I have always felt limited in my belief that I could be a runner I've always thought that running was hell and that I was not capable um on and on I watched my sister run two marathons and this spring I have watched of course I've seen lots of friends become runners who weren't runners and who were and then started running marathons. I've been inspired a lot, but never thought it was something I could do. And then, as I think I've mentioned here before, I've watched my husband use this time since March to completely transform his behavior and his body and his mind through running. And it has been really transformational for him and very inspiring for me. So I started to do the Couch to 5K program, and yesterday I did week seven, day one, and ran 20 minutes straight in a row for the first time. You know, I have done that before. I think probably with sports training, even though I I did like sports in quotes, I played competitive sports for a few years, um, only, um, but I've never used running as a real exercise. And 
There was a time in 1998 when I got a letter in the mail. Literally, this is how we communicated then. A letter in the mail with someone telling me that my boyfriend at the time, who incidentally is now my husband, had cheated on me in college. And I was so upset and so mad. And I ran six miles on the treadmill before I even knew it. Um, so that is one instance of me running, but I would say not in a mindful way or a healthy way. I mean, it did make me feel better, I think, for a minute. And then I probably went and drank my face off and cried. Um, but I've never run like this. I just have never run like this. And and it's been really, really good for me in all the ways. And there are moments that are really hard, of course. But I've been pushing through. And so yesterday I felt really great. And I, I felt very much like I burst through these limiting beliefs that I've had, um, by reaching that milestone. And, you know, of course there's a lesson in it about staying the course literally and figuratively and pressing on and about consistency and doing a little bit every day and getting stronger. And I have really witnessed my body getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And that's been, amazing. Um, but, but so much of this is about releasing self-doubt and being willing to do something that scares you and that feels hard. And in so doing, releasing to release those limiting beliefs that you have about yourself, about the things that you can and can't do. And Every single time I break through something like this, whether it's about starting a business or switching my career or um, stopping drinking or running or anything that's hard and scary and new that I don't believe I can do or do well, I realize once I achieve that thing, or move into that, that next phase of doing that thing, I realize, you know, the, the golden truth of life, which is that I was the only thing standing in my own way, that I am capable of doing anything that I set my mind to. And it is so much about embodying a willingness to try, you know, to acknowledge that I have limiting beliefs to decide I'm going to do something different, to be willing to try and then to take action. And I, I feel like I say this over and over, maybe it's just something that I feel is sort of woven through my message, but there's just so much truth in the concept of getting out of your own way. It's also a phrase I love to say, and that sounds great, but there's so much truth in it. We have to get out of our own ways. And, and getting out of our own ways is about being willing to be exactly who we are and also to release self-doubt, limiting beliefs, and to embrace and embody self-worth to believe that we are worthy of more and different and better and change and whatever and to fully, fully, um, I don't know, sit in our self-worth, I guess. That's a way to say it that feels right to me, like sit in our self-worth and make changes 
whether it's a hard change about leaving a relationship or a hard change about becoming a runner, you know, or a hard change about following your heart to a new career or whatever it is, whatever it is, you have to believe that you're worthy of it or nothing is going to get done. You're not going to be able to do the hard work to actually achieve it. I mean, you are, but it will be more miserable and you will still be carrying around limiting beliefs if you don't believe you're worthy. So that's something so big I wanted to touch on and um, kind of talk about as it relates to something I've achieved and what I've been going through and what I've been working on. Um, because that has been a big part of my life for the last seven weeks, three times a week, and that I'm making time for and just feeling great about, um, you know, and it's given me a way to focus on something and create a schedule and sort of work towards a goal. And I do find that I always like to work towards a goal. I like setting a goal and achieving it. I really, really do. Um, it makes me feel not only like I have a purpose, but like I have a plan. And I do think that in this time where so much is different, obviously, and our schedules are different and we're moving through life in such a different way. Um, and there's so much that we can't do. I do want to say that there's so much that we can do. There's so much that we are capable of doing in this world that is so much more limited for us right now. Um, so we can set goals um, that have to do with health and fitness or about achieving things in our own lives. We really, really can. We may not be able to get on a plane and go see our loved ones for Thanksgiving, but we can do these small things in our own lives. And next year will be better. There's such great news out there about the... Um, why am I forgetting the name right now? The vaccine. So just for our little time capsule here, this is a moment in time. And there is great news about the vaccine from Pfizer and another company. Um, but I read from Pfizer this morning that it's 95% effective and safe for seniors as well. I mean, this is all incredible news. And so um, God willing and science willing and the U.S. government willing, um, we will all have access to the vaccine sometime next year, hopefully early next year, hopefully before the summer. And this may be the only holiday season that we ever experience in our lives like this. And wouldn't that be wonderful? So it is different and it's hard and it's hard to be away from people that we love and to have plans that are different and feel different and look different. But it may only be like this this year. And we all still have to be safe and do what we are supposed to do. And I know that the... Oh, stamina is wearing thin. I mean, I think our stamina runs out and we have to re-up and choose to take it on again and re-up it and keep moving. And we've had to do that many, many times and we have to do it again. We really do. Um, and this will come to an end. Every single thing in life, no matter what it is, good or bad, comes to an end. You know that. I know that everything comes to an end. Um, I have to take a sip of my coffee because of my scratchy throat from yelling at my kids. I'm sorry. Just a minute. 
So there's this line from a Crosby, Stills, and Nash song. Did you ever used to listen to Crosby, Stills, and Nash? I grew up in Denver, as many of you know, and there's an amazing amphitheater outside of Denver called Red Rocks, which, you know, is a thing of folklore. I mean, it's so famous because it is so incredible and special. Um, this outdoor amphitheater built of these beautiful red rocks and it's where people play live concerts and will one day again. And I grew up going to it like it was no big deal. We would go many, 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 many times a year. I've seen everyone there from Depeche Mode and Tears for Fears to Indigo Girls and Almond Brothers and Crosby, Sills and Nash and Dave Matthews, all of them each about five times. Um, gosh, I could go on and on. I've seen a million concerts there, but I did see Crosby, Sills and Nash a lot. There was this time in my life in high school when we were all listening to Crosby, Stills and Nash and Almond Brothers. And of course, a lot of Grateful Dead. And, you know, it was also like the Cat Stevens, Simon and Garfunkel kind of moment in time. It was like all this classic rock stuff, like a little Led Zeppelin thrown in for good measure, eagles, you know, all that stuff. So there's this lot, all that to say that like, I'm very familiar with the Crosby, Stills and Nash, uh, catalog and do still love it. But there's a song called Deja Vu. And at the end of the song, they repeat over and over this line. We have all been here before. 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 <laughs> Anyway, we've all been here before, guys. We're doing this. We're still doing it every day. And it looks different for each and every one of us, um, but we are still doing it. So hold fast, hold tight. There is an end. And you know, I dare say there is an end in sight. So I just want to share that bit of positivity. But circling back to what I was getting to about yesterday, I had a great day. I did my run. I showered and dried my hair. I always feel like I can handle the day better and feel better when I blow dry my hair. I had on a cute outfit. I had gotten a lot done on my to-do list. Um, I went to go to work in the interior design business that I'm working at part-time right now, which is wonderful. Um, you know, and I'm starting to sort of grasp hold more of what I'm doing there and feel more confident and, um, that's really, really great. And, you know, of course, is a new, challenging, hard, scary thing I've done this year on top of other things, um, which I am doing to help support my family during this time. Um, and it's a great opportunity and I do really like it, but it still means that it's been scary and new and I've had a lot to learn and it's taken up time and it's changed the dynamics of my family and my schedule and what I'm able to do, et cetera, et cetera. But I was feeling great yesterday, you know, and then after work, I went to go see my mom and had a really nice visit from her and I was just feel with her and I was just feeling like really energetic, um, and, and, you know, happy from that visit. She's in an assisted care place where she's now been for a couple of months and she just seemed to be doing well and, and her body seems stronger. And that just was really uplifting to me um, because there's so much that's hard about that process and that state of being right now with her. Um, and I came home ready 
to make tacos for my family and wow we were even gonna have tacos on a Tuesday taco Tuesday like living the American dream and I wanted to record a podcast yesterday because my vibes were so high and my energy level was high and I was feeling good and just like feeling really connected and positive and you know wanted to do that and reach out to you and share these things while I was feeling so good um And I told Maddie I wanted to take time after dinner to do that if it was okay. And sure enough, it got us into a really heated, annoying, frustrating, draining, exhausting, irritating argument that went on and on the entire time I made tacos. I have to say, I was doing some incredible multitasking and made a beautiful dinner with like condiments in pretty dishes and everything cooked really well. Well, I was in an argument, so got to hand it to myself. That's something women can do powerfully is multitask. But it was just an irritating argument about me asking for this time for myself after I'd been gone all day. And while he was, of course, willing to give it to me, he wanted to remind me that that was something that in the past I would have given him a hard time about um, taking time for himself after he'd been gone all day. And, you know, turned out that he was just bringing up something from the past that I used to get really upset about when he owned restaurants and was gone five nights a week and then would also want to leave to go see his friends. And I just didn't handle it well because I had two children under two or under three or under four and was doing over 20 events a year and was running myself ragged and spreading myself way too thin. And we both were, you know, but long story short, he was bringing up something from the past. And so then I lit into him about something from the past that I used to get mad about, which is him seeing his friends so often when time is so limited and it just sort of spiraled out of control. I mean, it was truly like a mess. And then we like pulled it together to have taco dinner with our kids until they were terrible at the dinner table. And he yelled at them and got mad and extra mad at them because he was mad at me and just one of those nights, you know? So needless to say, I couldn't use my high vibes to do a podcast because my vibes were real low at that point. And then I was just bent on like banging around and doing other things around the house and trying to spend time with the kids, even though I was in a bad mood. So I just did things on my computer that I needed to do. And for one of my many, um, jobs I'm doing right now and, and for things for my mom and, um, just whatever, but my vibes have been so low. And even Maddie said to me, if your vibes get so low, like if you came in and we're having such a fabulous day and we're feeling so good and so positive. And as my favorite law of attraction teacher, Abraham Hicks says, on your high-flying disc. I love that analogy. We all want to be on our high-flying discs. Is that an analogy or just an image? Um, 
But if I'm so on my high-flying disc and capable of being taken down so quickly, there's a real problem there. And he's absolutely right. I mean, one thing I've been noticing about myself recently is that I'll be having a really fabulous day and I'll flip a switch like that. Like on Saturday, it was this pristine, beautiful day. I spent so much of the day outside with my kids at our old playground. We used to go to their whole lives that we can now play at again because it's open. We went on the swings. We walked the dog. We played baseball outside with friends. And the kids, because their kids later on got into a huge argument, they were being complete jerks. I lost my cool and I just like flipped a switch and I was convinced that like the whole beautiful day was ruined and I let it get to me. I let it kill my vibes. I mean, it was just so frustrating and here this keeps happening so here I'm talking to you about a pattern with me that I imagine some of you can relate to that you're feeling good and something goes wrong and you can instantly flip a switch or turn a corner or go downhill or let your vibes be completely drowned like water on a fire um and So what is that? What is that? Why does that happen? Okay, so I think there are two things I want to work through about me and for me right now that I hope really also helps you with you and for you work this through for your own life. Okay, why technically does that happen that I can flip a switch so quickly? What I think the answer is, is that it means in general that I'm depleted that I haven't been putting on my own oxygen mask first, that I haven't been prioritizing my own self-care and my own needs. And as they say, filling up my bucket enough first um, so that I feel good on a more regular basis. Um, I had a great day yesterday. Yes. But have I been putting on my own oxygen mask first and foremost on a regular basis so that I have what I need in order to take care of everyone else? No. The answer is no. So I prioritize everyone else. And again, I run myself ragged taking care of everyone else first. It used to be clients and kids. Now it's mostly kids, you know, house, husband, clients, um, different order, in a different order. It depends on the day. Um, but you know, that's when it shows that I'm depleted because I will flip a switch so quickly. Oh, okay. What can I do in that instance to not have that happen? Okay. I was legitimately irritated by what he said to me last night and not getting irritated by what someone says takes practice, even if you're in a good mood. And I really felt in that moment, super frustrated because I thought, this is the first day in so long where I have felt really like super steady, great, good the entire day and I'm accomplishing things and I dried my hair and I'm making tacos and get to spend time with my family. Like I was just feeling so good and I was like, oh hell no, like you are not going to kill my vibes tonight. You're not. And even in saying that, I allowed that to happen. So it has to be in that moment. And this I feel is my constant work in life. It has to be in that moment, a decision and a willingness to not respond and react, to take a deep breath, to literally stop and get quiet and take a moment to think about what's happening and say to myself, 
Don't give in. Don't react. Choose to feel good instead. Choose to keep feeling good. Choose to feel good instead. Keep your vibes high. He may have had a hard day. He's saying something that isn't fair and isn't right or reasonable right now, but let it go. Let that shit go. I say stuff that isn't reasonable many, many times because I'm in a bad mood. Also not fair, not okay. And yes, there are many, many times when he lets it go. It is so important to focus on our own good feeling so that we can be okay, so that we can take care of everything else. We have to be okay and allow ourselves to feel good and be okay. And that really means keeping our vibes high. I know I keep saying that. And if I'm losing you with that terminology, what it means is not that you have to be happy-go-lucky every day. It means that you have to focus on giving yourself what you need and remaining in a good high place of feeling good, giving yourself what you need to feel good every day, no matter what is going on in order that you can live your life effectively. And then when you do consistently give yourself what you need, your switch doesn't flip so quickly, or you have the patience, the wherewithal within you to have that inner dialogue, even if it's quick and it's quiet about how you're going to respond differently. I'm stunned that after being in such a good place yesterday, that I could get so angry so quickly and give in to that thought process and that feeling of you are ruining my day and I've had a great day and you are bent on destroying my day. Guess what? No one is in charge or responsible for ruining my day or killing my vibes. No one, no one. I have to be okay no matter what's happening. I have to keep up, keep high, keep on my high-flying disc, carry on with my great day no matter what BS is happening around me. Because my kids are kids. They are going to be like that. They are going to be crazy and fight and scream and talk back to me and be difficult. If I get upset every time they do that, it's going to be a really long, hard next 10 years, 12 years until they leave the house and then beyond dealing with their stuff because I know I'm 44 and I am still a child to my parents and they still worry about me in certain ways. So, you know, you never stop having to deal with your kids or caring about your kids. So I can't let it bring me down, at least not every time or in such a big detrimental way to the mood and the day. It's not fair to me. I mean, it's not fair to anyone else, but it is not fair to me. I don't want to live my life and walk through every day feeling down and frustrated and angry and irritable or moreover feeling like I can be taken down from my good place in an instant. You know, it's almost like Jenga, like you've built this beautiful Jenga tower and someone walks by and just blows on it ever so slightly and the whole tower crumbles. So a gust of, you know, someone, someone just blowing on your Jenga tower should not knock it to the ground. Someone plucking even 10 pieces from that tower shouldn't knock it to the ground. So here I am giving myself my own great advice. 
I'm really going to work on this. I really, really hope this is helpful for you too. This is so much of the reason why this podcast is so vital in my life because it helps me process these things with you and take the time to do that that I don't often give myself the time to do. And I have got to continue to fill up my bucket even in a life that continues to challenge me. You know, there are a lot of positives to it, like this new part-time job, which is wonderful, but it also poses challenges to my schedule and to our family schedule, right? So um, I have my kids in school full-time. I, I am grateful for that too. I have so much to be grateful for, but there are other challenges associated with my kids. Um, you know, we both have jobs, but there are challenges with our jobs. We both have you know, families that, that we love, but there are challenges with our families and with, with health and with, with distance. And, um, you know, we all have stuff we're going through, right? We all have plenty that could rip our beautifully constructed Jenga tower to the ground at any moment during the day. And we just can't let it. We just can't let it. I mean, I slept terribly last night, you know, because I was so upset. I was up in the night worrying about things and then tried to just take time to give myself that quiet space in the night to think about my feelings and try and process them. Like I really tried to be conscious about that. Then I meditated. I mean, I did everything I could. Um, and it still just has an impact, you know, when, when you're not consistently, when I am not consistently giving myself what I need, um, it, it's an emotional hangover, you know? So I started today on edge, impatient, irritated with my boys, not doing what they were supposed to do. It just started the day in that way. You know, it just started that way. And it got worse and worse because I got more and more frustrated. You know why? Not even because of how they were behaving, though there were things that pushed me to my limit and back talk that caused me to scream, but I screamed because there was just such a buildup of me feeling bad and me feeling frustrated that my high flying disc had gone crashing and burning into the side of a mountain and me thinking and feeling and wondering, how did it get there? How did I get there? How did I get there? How does my switch flip so quickly? So it's work. It's constant, consistent work to keep where I need to be, to keep feeling good. We all deserve to feel good. And actually we just need to, because if we don't, we cannot take care of our husbands, our partners, our children, our families, our dogs, our fur animals, our businesses, our careers, our jobs, our health, anything else we're trying to manage in this life. You know, a dear friend of mine who's also going through a lot in her life right now said to me the other day, you know, life is just hard. It's hard. It's just the way that it is. You know, it's not always going to be great. Life is hard. And I really took that in because what I realized in that moment of her reflecting that and saying that to me is, 
I actually don't think it's supposed to be. I've never felt that life is supposed to be hard, which is maybe why the hard times hit me so hard because I actually do fully believe wholeheartedly that life is something to enjoy, that life is something that should be fun and free and enjoyable and that yes, there are challenges and there are things that we have to face and manage and um, weather But actually, I do believe that life is supposed to be lived in a way that is enjoyable. This year has given us so many challenges, but it has met us with equal opportunity to view our life in different ways and to proceed in a different way. You know, it is this moment of resetting and focusing on what is important, you know, of doing less, of living with less. And just looking within our four walls and going, what makes me happy? What really makes me happy? What do I need? What do I really, really need? What am I grateful for? What fills me up? What is the meaning of my life? And I can tell you, it's not stuff and things. It's not travel. It's not money. You know, and that's what this year has offered us. So I've been doing a lot of talking lately on my Instagram, which is at I am Grace Beeson, about weathering the storms inside of us and about remaining calm no matter what storms are going on outside. And there was this quote I posted that's something like, stop trying to calm the storm outside focus on calming the storm inside of you and everything will be okay. Like the storm will pass, focus on calming yourself. And I feel that that's an incredibly important lesson and a great way to tie this up today, which is that there are storms outside of us and inside of us all of the time, constantly, consistently, every single day. And we are always trying to weather the storm or put the storm out, like quell the hurricane in our own lives, whether it's external or internal. The most important thing we can do is focus on what's inside of us to focus on our internal storms about calming them down, calming it down first, because we can't calm down anything outside of us if we are not calm inside. And calm is one way of saying it, you know, um, but I, I do think so much of it is, is about, or, or it's calming yourself down, but it is also about filling yourself up, caring about how you feel, tending to yourself inside, internally, consistently, so that you can handle what's happening externally. You know, we can't walk around with a fire inside, a hurricane, a tornado inside, spinning around in a million directions with our heads popping off and try and put out fires around us in an effective way. Just doesn't work that way. Does not work that way. We have to be okay in order to be able to have the people and things in our lives that are in front of us be okay. 
we are as moms, I'll just speak to women and moms right now for this moment, we are the ones who bear the emotional brunt of what's happening in our homes. We have to be strong and level and steady and okay. We have to for ourselves and for everyone else. And we cannot let ourselves spin out of control. Or if we are spinning out of control, it is our job to focus on ourselves first and calming that storm within. Does that make sense? Calm yourself first before you try and spin out and solve everything outside of you. I hope that's helpful. And I want to also say there's nothing more annoying or patronizing or maybe pejorative than someone saying to you, calm down. You need to calm down, right? That's the most annoying thing someone can say to you, particularly a man to a woman. But I'm saying this as a woman to women in the most positive way that it can be said. We have got to calm ourselves down. What's inside? And when we're feeling that heat rise up, we have to focus on calming it down so that we can take care of everything outside of us. And it connects with that whole idea of caring about how we feel um, and keeping our vibes high and, you know, moving through this life in a powerful way and a meaningful way, embodying our own self-worth, releasing and setting fire to our own limiting beliefs so that we can get out of our own way and so that we can really and truly live the life that we want to live. And I want to say at the end of this that I started this podcast fully in my head, spinning out of control, angry, upset, irritated. And I, through this process of processing this with you, moved deeply into my heart, out of the place of fear in my head, into the place of love in my heart. And I feel completely differently now. I feel so much better. And I feel that this is a really good opportunity to say once again that that is the power of coaching and of life coaching and authentic leadership coaching and the kind of coaching that I do with my clients because it really is about moving out of fear and out of your head and into your heart and leading your life from a place of authenticity, which really means living wholeheartedly as who you are and leading with love and rather with rather than with fear. So I brought myself there today and you just experienced that process. So that's what that process looks like. And I'm thankful that I could do it for myself today with you because I do feel so much better. I feel like I could have a good cry and move on with the day. Um, you know, in a really great way, I feel like I could feel like I can feel like I will. I feel really, really, really willing. Um, But I also know that I have been flipping a switch a lot lately. So what that means for me is that this is a giant red flag about doing the work every single day for myself that needs to be done so that I'm okay, whatever that means, you know, and for me, it's a mixture of time to myself, meditation, exercise, conversations with friends, laughing, um, hot baths. Um, doing things on my to-do list. That's just part of it. It just makes me feel good. 
I mean, there's so many things that are different for every one of us, but I need to do more of them because I have been flipping a switch way, way too quickly recently. Way, way, way too quickly. And my husband suffered last night because of it. My children suffered last night um, because of the trickle down that comes from me to everyone. My kids suffered this morning and I want to do better and be better for myself and for everyone. Um, So I'm right there with you. I am doing this work. I will keep saying that. I give all of this advice. I share all of this. I am doing this work in real time along with you. So I'm in my car. I don't have the heater on because I didn't want it to be blowing while I was recording. So it is 35 degrees. I am wearing flats and pajamas and I am cold. So I'm going to wrap this up go inside, see if I can begin again and, um, have my favorite smoothie, write some cards to friends who are going through some hard times and start this day in a new and different way, hopefully for myself and for everyone in my family. And, um, I'm sending you lots of love and thinking of you and truly hope that you receive the message today about giving time for yourself, um, to yourself, taking time for yourself, putting on your oxygen mask first, even if it's you and your cat living in an apartment alone, put on your oxygen mask first so that you can be a good caregiver to your kitty. Um, you deserve it and you need it. We all do. We all do. It's tough times, you know, but there's so much to be grateful for. And I really believe today there's so much to look forward to in a very real way. Um, Certainly since the election, which I would be remiss if I said, yay. I would be remiss if I didn't say, yay, yay for functional leadership who believes in the virus being real and is going to help us move forward. Um, so very, very thankful for that. So I'm just going to leave that right there and I hope you have a great day. Be well, stay healthy, lots of love. I'll be back soon. And please, if you would like this podcast and subscribe to it and pass it along to others who you think might enjoy it because that really helps it to sort of rise up in the different podcast platforms and allows it to be found. So I'm very grateful for you doing that and um, I'll be back with you soon. Have a great day. Bye.